here's here's what I want from you. You have you have gone to bed last night in your uh, at the bottom of your sheet. There is a button called humanity. I would like you to roll that. Okay, okay. Can you roll me two more dice because your humanity is seven? Oh, I apologize. One, two, three, four, five, six. What's the fact only roll five? Uh, that might be what he faults to. Oh, okay. That's all right. We have a uh, a ten and then a six. That's good. That's five total successes. Last night, Terrence had a very bad night. And today is not starting off any better as you are awoken with a rather energetic knocking at your door. Knocking so energetic that it is enough to rouse you out of the day sleep that you were in. What do you do as you rouse during the day? Well, opening the door would let in a floodlight of daylight, which would kill him uh, permanently. So that's bad. He will stumble, bleary-eyed to the door. Mm -hmm. He stands in front of it, and he puts his hands out, palms flat, and then just like falls forward, his arms catching him. And from feet away, he looks through the little eye hole, the peephole. The police officer. Parents will rub his temples and do absolutely nothing. You're just going to go back into your your place? Yeah. Seems the best bet. He can't go outside. He, no, can't, he can't open the door. Cool. After a moment... Uh, actually, give me... Was Terrence being sneaky? Yes. Okay. Do you want to roll dexterity? We have a whole success. Okay. You'll hear a voice call from the other side of the room. It's like, uh, Springfield PD, I just got to ask a couple of questions. Can you open the door? Terrence is going to pretend to not be there. You'll hear some conversation on the other side of the door. And then, uh, let's see, if we had a lux bat, this is where I would ask you to roll it. Can you roll me three dice? Let me know sure. how many successes. I'm, ha I'm happy to lie to this police officer if it comes down to if he, if he persists. Eight, five, four. Okay, so with one success, you have a tie on whether or not he was able to hear you. So, luckily for you, it, it was dice rolled to see whether or not he heard you moving around to your one success of stealth. And since it's a tie, and ties to go to the acting vampire, uh, the it'll take a little bit of time, but you will not hear the officer outside. Uh, clearly having given up for bothering you tonight or today uh, a look through the peephole afterwards will well do you look through the peephole afterwards yeah he'll look outside okay. <sighs> I wonder what that <laughs> he'll chuckle kind pig wanted <sighs> good news is, is you'll get to find out the bad news is, is man that 
Daystar is really fucking terrible. And it just weighs upon you. Pulling you back into the day sleep. Do you think Terrence makes it back to his bed? I, th- I think he'll like stumble two feet back. Like just, just like step th- and, and knowing it's there. And then just like fall back and wrap himself up in the blankets. Okay. Well, good news is you're able to do that because you made you awaken during the day roll. If you could roll me a rouse check as you awake for the evening. What roll? What'd you get? Uh, dice rolled one. Success, zero. Cool. Go ahead and increase your hunger by one. And uh, you are awoken for the evening as per your normal vampiric actions. What would you like to do tonight that you have freely available to yourself? Okay. And uh, is this a particular day of the week? Dealer's choice? I believe this is Saturday the 15th of May. All right, Saturday? Yeah. All right, so not a school night. All right. Terrence will go back down to the hotel, uh, the, the hotel lobby. Cool. As you leave... You will notice that a business card for a police officer falls out of the little space where it was wedged between the door and the door jam. Parents will see it, consider it for a moment, and then perfunctorily bend over and pick it up and put it into his lapel pocket. Not even looking at it? No. Cool. So... Heading down towards the lobby, you're going to see some police tape. You're going to see a squad car in the parking lot with a officer hanging around. Parents wearily takes all this in. He will pull the car out of his lapel pocket and look at the name of the officer whose car it is. It's a Officer Harris. Arthur Harris. Uh, I'll put the card back. And uh, he'll stroll over to the officer. Is he alone? Is he? Does he have a partner? Uh, he appears alone. He's just hanging out. Um, more or less making sure that no with the scene. And uh, as you approach, he stiffens up a little bit, pays a little bit more attention, and tips his hat to you. Good evening, sir. Uh, I will have to ask you to mind the environment. There was a an ongoing investigation to uh, to the area. Uh-oh. Well, uh, did something happen? Uh, I'm staying here. I hope nobody was hurt. First question. Have you used the Blush of Life? Or are you just dealing with... Uh, Oh, he would have definitely used Blush of Life before interacting with me. Oh, rouse me again. We got one. We're doing the thing. Cool. Are you using awe? Yes, 100%. So as you click on your supernatural powers, you can see that little bit of glazed look come over this guy's face as he just falls underneath your power. A, a mortal just falls right into it. Um, and as you ask, he's like, well, there was a, a bit of what looks like a robbery that happened last night. Some of the residents and the other units found it this morning. 
uh, whole whole place is just wrecked up. All of the uh, everything that is worth anything was either taken or broken. All the cash is gone, and well, there's a there's a missing person as well. So don't want don't want to alarm you, but we're on the case. We're the detectives were here all this morning, and uh, we're working on it. Well, oh my me, a missing person, hey? It's at this point that you recall last night when you came home that Silas Cartwright, punk kid who works the overnight most nights, wasn't anywhere to be found. This is a slacker, somebody that you know, I I would say decently well in that you know his habits and his type. Early 20s, hippie hair, likes pot, likes pot a little too much. Perhaps last night you just assumed that he was off getting high. Perhaps you were just infuriated by everything else that had been happening and you had just skipped over his his self. Right. A, a reason that you have paid attention to him more so than any of the other randoms is that he happens to be Silas Cartwright. Cartwright being the surname of the previous prince of the city. And somewhere down the line, this young piece of shit is probably related to him. Excellent. So, did you have any information on who was missing? I We believe it was the night clerk. Oh, no, it was... Um, oh, uh, what's his name again? Simon? Uh, uh, the, does Terrence not remember, or is he just trying to get it out of the guy? He's trying to, he, he's trying to milk the guy for details. Yeah, uh... He is under your awe. He is, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, uh, he pulls out a little notepad. Uh, a Silas Cartwright, uh, age twenty-two. Um, been working here for a couple of years. We got information from the the day shift manager earlier. Day shift uh-huh. manager being somebody you have a number for, just as you know, you have influence over this area. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you uh, happen to find anything in the way of evidence? There's a bunch of stuff that the the lab boys came back. I'm not. I'm just here watching the scene to make sure it doesn't get disturbed. I wasn't part of the day shift. You know, the the shift change happens and uh, people trade out. So, from the looks of it, we both work the night shift. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Officer. Uh, he's Officer Rick Miller. But yeah, no, this guy is willing to give you a bunch of information. Are there any questions you have that he might have answers to? Yeah. Officer Miller, thank you so much for being helpful. It's just, uh, I feel so much safer with you guys out here, you know? Oh, that's that's our job, serve and protect, you know. Um, look at this card here. Do, do you know an Officer Harris? Yeah, they work on the day shift. Ah, right, right. What do you know about old Officer Harris? Is he one of those uh, standard cops, you know, always, always kind of mad at everything? Uh, he's a he's an older cop. He's been doing this for years. Uh, not, not really had a lot of personal interaction with him, but I haven't heard any complaints. He's been on the force for years and uh, never went up to the detective, though, or sergeant or anything. He's just always working the beat. 
Real people person. Real people person. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And if you find anything else, you know, I want to help our local finest as much as I can. So if you ever find something out, well, I don't have my phone on me. I tell you what, leave me a note at the front desk. Again, if there's anything that we can help you with, I that I can help you with. Well, he looks in. He's like, well, the front desk may be a little out of order for a little while. If you, uh, and he just kind of looks at it and like, eh. Right, of course. Those damn vandals. Kids these days. Incorrigible. Well, officer, you have a good night. You too, sir. He's got a big smile on his face as though interacting with you has brightened his day. Which is true. I mean, supernaturally so, and as soon as you leave, he'll go back to feeling the way he was feeling. But, you know, whatever makes... On average, he felt better today than he would have on any other day. <laughs> uh, so what's Terrence up to after his interaction with this cop? Yeah, what a Saturday night. What would Terrence want to do for fun? He would want to go out clubbing. EDM, baby. Going to the club? Yeah. Well, so things that you would know is that there is a couple of club places in the city that you can go to. There's Down on the Rack, which is kind of a free-for-all feeding area, but free-for-all in the way that don't fuck it up. Um, there is a new club that opened up in the old Paradise Mall, which is down in the eastern section of the city. Uh, it is in a vampire's domain, uh, so has some complications there. Or you could go someplace around the school if college kids are prone to partying. Or you could, you know, do something else. Yeah, let's go keep let's let's keep feeding on these college kids. Easy enough for you to get in. Is this a few frequently, or is this just a? No, yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah, he he goes there. Not every week, but probably two times a month. Especially kids, or just for feeding occasionally. It's a combination of feeding and wanting to be lost in the oblivion of noise. Wonderful. Uh, easy enough to get in. Do you want to try and sneak a bite? Or are you just kind of getting lost into it? Yeah. I think I think step one is get lost into it. And then uh, cap off the night with a little feeding. And then uh, off we go. How would you like to approach feeding in this situation? He's, he's, he's dancing in this club. There's bright lights. It's flashing, and there's college kids, and you know he's going to find somebody who is got that freshman look about them, who he doesn't recognize. Cool. Uh, are you trying to be seductive then? Absolutely. Okay, that would be a, a manipulative subterfuge. If you have any appropriate specializations, you can add them. If you want to use your awe, you can add two dice to that roll. Ah, damn. Okay, yes, I do. Oh, fuck. That's all right. Two d Uh, Success, success. That's three successes. Uh, you're in about the person you find, and you manage to sequester away for a little, little bitey bite. Let's see. All right. Terrence is going to see... A, uh, you know, he's dancing in the club, and he sees this, uh, you know, 
young freshman guy, and they're dancing, and they're bebopping, they're doing the thing, and he's going to have uh, like short brown hair. He's about uh, an inch taller than Terrence is. He's having a good time, and he goes up and strikes up a conversation and starts talking about, uh, I don't know, various worldly things about how, you know, the night's great, but, uh, you know, hey, you look new in town. I don't recognize you. It is very easy for you to use your supernatural powers to put somebody under your uh, your sway. And it isn't even much into this conversation before you decide to just kind of take your little bite. Uh, how many po- uh, how many points of hunger would you like to take from him? Ooh. Hard question I've been hit with. Damn. Uh... Just the one. Let's go with one. We're not trying okay. to... Uh, well, no, you said the Domain was a, was a different facility, right? There was some other place that was a club that was in the Domain of a different vampire. And this is not mm-hmm. that. This is not that. We're going for two. Okay. Fuck this guy. Uh, what would that take you down to? Uh, Dose is zero. But I can't oh. go to zero, can I? I have to eat another vampire, right? Uh, You can't go to zero without killing somebody. Right, yeah. Nah, just do one. This isn't worth that. Not yet. Yeah, that's a bit far for the situation, as it were. Cool. Plus, you don't, you know, quote-unquote, shit where you eat. Maybe you don't murder the co-eds. No, only in Tremere territory. Yeah, that's a nope. That's a nopey-nope. Cool. Um, think he would do anything about this, uh issue on his domain, anybody he wants to talk to or reach out to now that he's gotten a little snack and had a little time to cut. Yeah, he, he licks his fingers like he just had fried chicken. <sighs> Hasty. <sighs> and he's going to pull out his cell phone and call Officer Harris. Nah, it's late as shit. Uh, yeah, but he fucked with me when I was asleep. Fuck him. <laughs> You were asleep in the middle of the fucking day. That's when normal people are awake. Well. Uh, so it it goes to a voicemail. It's like, this is Officer Harris. I'm sorry that I can't answer your phone right now. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. Uh, Officer Harris, I believe you came by my domicile the other day. This is Terrence Kite. <sighs> it's feeling a little under the weather, unfortunately, as of late. But, uh. You left a business card, and I wanted to be sure that I could help out our local constabulary. Give me a call when you can. Thank you. Do you give him your cell phone number, or do you give him your uh, school work number? I'll give him his cell phone number. Okay. Cool. If there is nothing, have in mind, I have something that I could spring upon you, but that is... uh... Yeah, I'm I'm running pretty thin on what his weekend regime is beyond, you know, get fed, enjoy the oblivion of the night, seduce some people, get bloods, move on. Yeah. The crime was on your domain. You know, your sort of responsibility. Oh, okay. I don't know how... I, I do not know how as a vampire to investigate crime. I do not know my police <laughs> procedural... From the perspective of, do I go interview a guy who's like unloading boxes and just nominally concerned with the crime that occurred? <laughs> well, there is there's a couple of things you can do. One, you have a sire who's always uh, 
I wouldn't say always willing to help you, but is always around, and you have other clanmates that you can talk to. There is uh, Elysium is a gathering place for vampires to talk about things. You could reach out to the vampire police, the sheriff, and uh, and or the hounds. Um, he's gonna call a sire. He's he's gonna call her. Okay. Um, Make a phone call to Alice. Does she have some sort of pet name she uses? Ooh. Just tear. Just tear? Yes, with, with, a, with a tiny French lilt, you know? Tear. Think T-E-R-E. Tear. Tear. Is she somebody who uses technology frequently, or is she still... I think she would. Okay. Cool. I think she'd be... I, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, hacker level 9,000, we fucking... You know, all your baser belong to us, but uh, yeah, I think she would know her way around a cell phone. It'd be relatively modern compared cool. to your average, you know, antediluvian. It'll take a couple of rings, but she will answer. I'm like, oh, Tanner, you have called. I was just going to reach out to you. Right. Um, we got hit. Oh, somebody. Oh. And I haven't determined if it was just some stupid goddamn kids or if it was something bigger, but. Somebody hit the hotel. Cash register. Took the tapes. Can't find Silas. That is very no good. Indeed, I agree. It is indeed very no good. Some kind pig was putting his snout around. Tried to knock on my door in the daytime. Got his car, left a message. Maybe he knows something. Talked to one of the cops outside. Frankly, didn't know much. Really wasn't worth the effort it was that it took to talk to him. But that's generally my life. Well, what would you have me do? Do you wish for me to reach out, or do you think that this is something that you can handle? Well, you told me to tell you if anything happened. A thing happened. I'm handling it as of yet. If I need your help, I'll reach out to you. We'll see what this... Uh, pull the card back out. Officer Harris has to say. Keep me... Keep me... There is... There are things in the city that are in motion. And I am... Concerned for your safety. Really? You don't think it was just some... Idiot kids who... Maybe had their own little... Wild streak going? Decided to knock over some... Local dive motel? Think it was something bigger? There's a little bit of concern in her voice when she asks, Are you near the the campus this evening? What's it to you? Is this a aggressive tone, or is this a tone that he normally takes with his sire? It's resigned and relatively new. By new, I mean, you know, that whole, like, we're no longer bloodbound because a bunch of fucking holy rollers knocked out the Chantry in Vienna and fucked up the whole game. That level of new. It's it's a it's a resentment of who are you to ask me? Kind of kind of like you know in the same way somebody he he's just been free for the first time and so now it's a resentment over the hold right? It's it's you know were you here? Who are you to ask me where the fuck I was? I, I guess it's the vibe. This is this is a business question, not a not a personal question. Even though I do still well, if you are near, I would prefer. I would ask for you to come by my office. There is someone I would like you to meet, and 
uh, we could talk more privately about this issue that you're having. Uh, he like holds the phone away from his 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 head. I can be there in fifteen. I will look forward to it. Uh, the parents go there. Will it actually be fifteen minutes? Yeah, it, it's exactly fifteen. It's fourteen minutes and forty nine seconds. Eleven seconds to spare. Cool. Uh, tell me about her office and where you can find it. Her office is uh, kind of shabby, and it's in a, a commercial district, like one of these like little office park deals. So there's almost no cars, just street mm-hmm. lamps, and turning off of a relatively quiet side street into a side street into this office park. It's just again street lights, generic shrubberies, generic buildings. It's all the same, with little numbers like 111B. <laughs> which he turns into uh, or his Uber turns into and drops him off into a cold, empty and utterly silent devoid of nature beyond the shrubbery parking lot. Cool. Heading to her office itself, there is a little waiting room where you will find your side and another person. Uh, If you could roll me awareness plus wits, that's the standard perception roll. And Give me a little description of what her looks like. Sure. Awareness plus what? Wits. Wits. Uh, we did not do well. How how badly is not do well? Zeros. Ought. And we ought to have done better. You had zero and zero? Indeed. Cool. Uh, what does your sire look like? Okay. One moment. All right, so she is about five foot two. She has dark brown hair, olive complexion skin, brown like deep brown eyes, slight frame, and she's wearing uh, like a a simple black skirt, uh, wearing like black shoes. She's wearing a deep maroon uh, blouse and a matching beret. She sat across from another person. Uh, she has not blush of life this evening, at least not as of yet. The person that she is sitting across from is a trans woman, uh, African-American, has a... As somebody who is into the occult, you would put it as like a, like a Wiccan or a more performative setup. Um... The kind of person that would read your tarot cards in the mall. Wonderful. Uh, she is sitting there. She's got some some frizzy hair. She looks well put together, but still reminds you of, from the way you said wonderful, I would imagine, trash. Ooh, uh, yeah. Lisa Terrence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrence is a terrible person and looks down upon other people. Um, there is... Uh, their skin looks vibrant and alive in the way that a mortal's skin would look. Uh, they are smiling. They don't say anything to you, just giving a small nod of the head as you come in as your sire, uh, Alice, stands up. And uh, I feel like she would go for a hug in the whole kiss-kiss thing unless Terrence has not enjoyed that 
since, you know, recently. He'll do it, but in a uh, in the tiny fact of rebellion, he'll do it perfectorily. It's like kiss, kiss, and like no smile, no happiness in the eyes. It's like you know, the standard. She makes introductions. Terence, this is Madame Fina. Madame Fina, this is Terence. Um, if you will excuse us for but a minute, I will be right back to you. And she turns away from the two of you, not really waiting for you guys to make real introductions. Uh, Madame Fina does stand and offer a handshake. Uh, you shake her hand. He'll let it linger for half a second, and then, yeah, he'll shake her hand. Okay. Um, she gives you a, just a simple, like, you know, a pleasure to meet you. Indeed. As your sire turns and walks out of the waiting room into her office office, uh, Madame Fina sits back down and pulls a deck of tarot cards. It just begins to kind of idly shuffle and uh, more or less fidget with them. Entering into Alice's private space, do you have an idea on what her office itself looks like, or are you wanting to leave that to me? Sure, one moment. All right. The, uh, the back wall is is brick that's kind of like an accent wall the others are just like you know like basic sheetrock you have a light brown wooden table standard black office chair computer and then uh, all along are books like behind her is a bookshelf and it is just stacked with as many books as possible and on top of the books as they span the bookcase shelf left to right are more books horizontally stacked in on their height up into the bottom of the next shelf so a fire hazard. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, this place. In fact, the books are on, on, off to the side of the desk. There's another stack of books. And to walk past it, you really have to be about her size, or you'd have to, like, turn sideways to not knock them over. It's just big enough for a person who is about, you know, five foot four, slight frame, to fit through between the side of the desk and this giant stack of books. You know, the, and, the, and the place has this musty... You know, old papery smell. You know, you you can smell the uh, you know decaying paper and a hint of old leather in the room, which is such a contrast to the rest of this facility, which is sterile in its cleanliness. She takes a seat on her side of the desk and uh, more or less motions for you to sit opposite. Terrence will sit in the chair he sat in many times. Many times. Uh, do you think that she has any form of uh, privacy protection in here? Do you think the rooms, the do you think that the walls are soundproofed in any way? Do you think she pulls out any kind of just like background music to help mask conversations or anything like that? Or do you think she's not that fancy? I don't think so. I think generally, if you're if you're this far, you're kind of like in the know. You know, okay. This this place exists mostly for her own benefit, and any meetings here are not, you know, it's not like it's a place anyone would go to. Cool. Um. So she has a seat, and so what was your what was your read and your initial thoughts of our guest, indicating out into the waiting room where Madame Fina sits. The human. She raises an eyebrow as you say that. 
questioning, inviting you to continue. Well, she's there, and she's a madam. I believe you said that she reads tarot cards. She does indeed read the tarot. Uh, point of order, my dear GM. Is tarot mm-hmm. in any way connected to actual magic that exists in this world? People do magic in different ways, and blood sorcery, while being hundreds of years old, is still kind of new at least compared to the greater vampiric condition itself. There are a lot of other... uh, How many dots in the cult do you have? Just a few. Four. So, with four dots in a cult, you know that actual mages, especially because that is where Clan Tremere comes from, exist, and they have a lot of different ways that they have, which something like a tarot deck could be a... um, Something to help you focus your thoughts and your energies. Whether or not it has any actual predictive capabilities to it is for uh, for different people to interpret. Because, you know, you could be a... There's a Auspex Discipline Premonition, which is what it says on the tin. It, you can invoke premonitions about the future. And vampires have been known to use things like tea leaves, rolling bones, X other things to help them focus their uh, focus their efforts in future, which could all be bullshit or could actually help. It really depends upon the vampire. So there's just as many people out there slinging tarot as bullshit, and a few people out there that it may actually help them do real magic. Well, Alice, are you about to tell me that uh, blood magic and other forms of sorcery are particularly powerful during a waxing gibbous moon. Gives you a serious look and is like, you know that some forms of magic stronger under a waxing gibbous moon. Right, but he'll shift his chair and turn to the left looking at the door. Does she? She will. And she gives a smile as she pulls out a piece of paper and begins writing a list of books. Ooh, you're scheming. You're scheming, Alice. Gotta say that uh, it is fun. Writing out this list, she will just kind of like tilt her head back and forth. She'll stop it to think, and then we'll continue writing lists. And then she will fold that up and hand it to you. I want you to get her these books. Maybe not all at once, but over the course of the next couple of nights, I want her to have access to most of this material. Yeah, look at the list. Is there anything um, that stands out? I intelligence plus, and if you have a uh, relevant specialty for blood magic, you are welcome to add that. It was intelligence and in what? I'm sorry. Occult. If you have a relevant specialization that you think fits, feel free to add an extra die. All right, so I can do occult and an intelligence, not intelligence and an occult, right? Same thing. Same thing. Okay. We've got five successes. Excellent. So, is there a general theme we notice? Some of this stuff is... Uh, some of this stuff is things that you have personally read. Stuff that you read when you were first uh, able to actually practice blood magic. It's introductory stuff. Um, there is a heavy slant towards alchemical processes 
and histories of alchemy and that kind of thing. Um, I'm happy to answer clarifying questions. So, okay, so intro to Blood Magic 101 and or how to make a good French 75. Also how to turn lead into gold. How could I forget? Well, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can uh, make the proper introductions. I assume you've... Uh, well, I assume that she's... Uh, in the insinuation being, you know, your ghoul. Alice leans back in her chair, steeples her fingers and says, No. She's not. Huh. And Terrence kind of like shifts back to... Okay. She seems to be trying to lay out a mystery in front of you and seeing what you will solve. Terrence sits all the way back in the chair and leans onto his right arm, his right, his, excuse me, leans to his right, putting his hand against his cheek, rubbing it, staring at her. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, I can, uh, I can make these available. Is this uh, on loan? Does she need to have a reading area or reading time? An area is up to you if you would like to provide that for her. But she is somebody that uh, I would trust to take care of the books. Maybe not too many at a time, just because, well, you don't want to put any temptation in front of her. Right, but, proper security reasons. I'll, uh, I'll look into it. But, uh, of course... No problem. Just uh, give her my number. I have no problem arranging times. Does Terrence look like he has questions on his face? One hundred percent. He is. He is perplexed to the point of it being clear on his face. Okay. Um. Alice will unsteeple her fingers and lean to the side of her chair, taking a more relaxed posture and ask, well, I can see that you have many questions. I am happy to answer some of them. He's got a pretty big grin. Well, don't you look like you're in the catbird seat. All right. Fine, fine. Curiosity's got me. And he'll rub his hands back and forth across the arms of the chair. Why in particular, or hell, even in general, would you want to trust all this information? And he'll wave the note back and forth in front of his face. To one of the kind who you haven't even turned. Uh, because she is not kind. And eyebrow arches. Oh. Lord. So, by the way, to Terrence, as, as, uh, as a vampire, would, he, would this narrow it down? So presumably she's not a centaur. <laughs> No, she she is missing a couple of limbs to be a centaur. Um, so seeing Terence's uh, response to that statement, uh, she will lean forward onto her desk, and she is a duskborn. She is one of the thin blooded. Oh. Do you need out-of-character explanations on what a Thin Blood is and the time of Thin Blood, which you would know a lot of about with your four dots of a cult? No, no. I mean, uh, they are the the newest, latest gen of uh, of uh, vampires, mm-hmm. kinda. 
uh, depending on who you ask. So while she very much may not think that they're vampires, they may very well think that they are vampires. It's the... Yeah, Dead Bloods. I got that far. Okay. Okay, so what about this particular Thin Blood has uh, caught your attention? Well, they are fascinating for one as just a subject of study, but uh, so far she has managed... How should I say this? He does not have a sire and has managed no small feats of her own form of magic on her by herself. Well, I guess when it comes to magic, it does take all kinds. It does indeed. And having no small skill in magic, well, alchemy is more or less what we've taken to calling it. The, the impressive feat there is being on her own and figuring some stuff out. There is room to figure out things that we would not be able to figure out on ourselves as powerful as our sorcery may be our our blood is too potent to do the things that thin bloods do like adding too much salt to a recipe alright well I have to say I was a bit skeptical coming down here maybe I maybe my vision was a little clouded but it's been a hell of a weekend I gotta say with, with the Hotel getting hit, maybe I became a little bit more narrowly focused than I should have. But uh, in any event, I'll introduce myself, give her the materials to request, and you know me, I'll play nice. That is good to hear. In other news, there has been a... And she looks a little nervous. Well, not like nervous, but serious in the counter... Uh, that what's the word I want? In contrast to her earlier playful nature, she is much more serious. Her mood darkens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her mood darkens a little bit as she mentions that there have been confirmed hunters in the city. A second mood darkens in the room. Hunters. I yes. mean, why? I wait. Are they on to us? Are they on to us? Us specifically? No. Still a problem. They are indeed still a problem. They are moving about the city using some uh, a chain of hotels, which, given what you have told me earlier, causes me and my heart to worry deeply for you. I look down, and. Uh... I appreciate the concern. I do. But I mean, I'm a scholar. I'm not. I, mean, I don't know. Not outfitted to fit to to fight. If that's what you were thinking, did you have no. some plan? Uh, I tell you this now in confidence that there is a plan in motion to remedy the situation by some other coterie in the city. There working on it. It's closer to their domain. And uh, it is through the ear of the prince that I have this information. So the Camarilla does know and they're doing something. All right. So, ergo what? I should be particularly 
careful with this new student. Make sure she doesn't give the whole game away. Would be a good start. She has some education in the traditions. She has stayed with uh, a Dr. Bane for... Sorry. Uh, she has had interactions with Dr. Bane, who you know is a Tremere that runs a uh, medical facility. It's the Helping Hands Medical Center. Um, ah. Which is his personal domain, and he has been known to do various blood-based experiments there. Because, you know, you get people coming into a psych ward or the, uh, the crisis center or just, you know, emergency room stuff. There's, there's plenty of access to blood. Um, she has been briefly educated in the traditions and has uh, agreed to uphold them. She has not been presented to the prince officially. Interesting. Now, blood magic I can teach, but etiquette? Well, I guess I could teach that too. Or did you have an alternative plan for that uh, particular bit of education? She seems eager to learn, so whatever she is willing to learn, please see that she is taught. I do not believe that she has any talent for actual thaumaturgy, but a understanding of the occult and other things uh, cult adjacent are within her wheelhouse. Or not within her wheelhouse. She's way too old for that. Uh, within her purview. Alright, so what's the rundown? What should I know? What's her personality? Likes, dislikes? Chocolate, vanilla, pepperoni, or plain? Oh. I forgot. She's kind of a vampire. Or kind of a kind. Or shit. Kindred. Anybody. Fuck. Well, let us all go out into the, the waiting room and we can all have a conversation. I'll stand up and wait for her to exit first. Yep, she'll come out from behind her desk and... Uh, He'll get the door, though. No, oh, what, what a gentleman. <sighs> well, I may be dead, but chivalry's not. Oh. From there, you guys will have a little conversation. Um... What would you like to know? Just a few quick bullet point things that first meeting, introduction, and all of that stuff. So, who turned you and where are they now? It was nine or so months ago. Um, roll me your wits and insight real quick. Or insight and wits. I apologize. Three. And one of them being a crit, by the way. Or a ten. I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's a crit. Tens only matter if there's two tens. Ah, that's right. God Sorry. damn rules. Um, he says that she doesn't know who he was. But um, she gives you a name, a name that doesn't mean anything to you, that she met him on a dating app. Um, doesn't remember the majority of their interaction, which, as somebody who has been known to wipe the memories of mortals, is something that should not come as any surprise to you, let alone the process of the embrace. Um, you can tell that there might be some more to it than that. You also are aware of some of the uh, powers and capabilities that you have access to. 
Alright, well. He turns you and then leaves you. Well, I guess there's some, something to be said for being free. And he'll look at Alice. So. He definitely gives you a look as well, but not in like a an angry or like how dare you say that kind of look, which is kind of like a it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. Complicated. It's like, mm, I know what you're getting at, but at the same time. All right. So I'm supposedly appointed to provide you some level of direction in your future studies. How do you feel about that? I have long since been a practitioner of, and she names a couple of different uh, occult-adjacent practices, some Wiccan stuff, some spiritualist stuff, uh, tarot stuff. She talks about the fact that she has a small shop where she sells and provides services of, uh, of the occult nature to people, but Come recently, it has been that I've learned that there's a deeper, more real side to the occult that I am very interested in exploring. I see. I guess being in the dream catcher business isn't all it's cracked up to be. Hence other avenues, but... All right. Is Terrence, is Terrence trying to be insulting, or is he just yes. No, no, well, yes, he's trying to, uh, I believe, neg her is the specific term. It's uh, condescending. It's, you're tiny, you're small, you're weak, you're silly. Is Terrence wearing a tie? Yes. Okay. Tie, comma, bow. What else is Terrence wearing that might be small and adjustable? Movable? Ooh. Ooh. Glasses. As he says this, he takes his turtle shell glasses with his left hand and kind of like puts them around the bot, the top and bottom of the frames, and like pushes them ever so slightly forward towards his eyes. As you put out your thinly veiled insults, uh, Madame Fina squints her eyes and has a small look of concentration on her face, and then, uh, how bad is your eyesight without your glasses? It's fine. Oh, he just wears they're, them. They're, they're just glad. <laughs> yeah, he's just being what? Douchebag. What a douchebag! <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the actual worst. Uh, your glasses come flying off your face and into her hand. Well, we are in a parlor, and that's a nice little trick. But if you want to learn anything real, anything worth reading, left to right, top to bottom, for. I've got the library. Admittedly, it was sort of passed down to me, or I oversee it, however you want to say it, but I can definitely say it's not yours, except on lease. And he'll lean back in his chair and put his elbows on either side of the armrest, kind of like spread wide, and a self-satisfied grin comes across his face. Just man-spreading. Oh, yeah, we're, man- we're spreading. Oh, my God. Uh, Madafina looks over to Alice... Uh, she's very clearly not enjoying Terrence's everything. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Alice Alice speaks up with a he will get you the books we talked about. He is very good when dealing with and then Alice looks to you things that have been locked away to 
be forgotten about. That's me. I have a certain eye for finding the value or lack thereof and just about anything. Very well. Uh, Madame Fina stands and uh, begins to collect her things. I'll be by tomorrow morning to pick them up. Absolutely. They'll be there. And uh, go to the front desk. Ask for uh, the Sandy's Reserve. He gives you a small nod that she has heard what you have to say. And she turns to Alice and only Alice. Thank you for your time. And then she leaves. So, Alice, what's the play? What's the grand strategy? I gotta say, it pains me to admit, but I don't see it. I don't understand. What's what's the game? Sometimes it's a lack of game that becomes the game almost. Finding out if someone will be a good player. If you did not notice, she did say she would be by in the morning. Now, if I were you, I'd be very curious as to what time she comes by to pick those up. Well, if she shows up too early, they won't be there, will they? Maybe she should have been more clear in, in her timeliness. For such is the burden on the person who doth not have the books. I am sure you will have them ready for her by the morning. Oh, don't look at me like that. I'll have them. Hell, I'll have them ready in the next few hours. I won't be caught with my pants down by some ingenue you've scrounged up. I'm not replaced that easily. He'll smile. No. No, there are... There are very few like you, Tear. Very few. <laughs> but rest assured, I'll have them all ready. Actually, I'm curious. Thin blood, eh? I guess it makes sense. He raises an eyebrow, making sense. Something to be said for versatility. I mean, think about it. There's so much time every night that we can be out. They? They can be out Never the mood strikes. It's kind of wistful when you think of it. It is certainly interesting to the things that can be done during the day when you know what is usually asleep at that time. I just have to wonder if she knows what she's getting into. I mean, it's hell of a ride. Get turned, embraced, cut loose. I mean... I mean, there's something, to, there's something to be said for the freedom, but and maybe that's worth it, but it seems a little mean, a little low. Then again, maybe it was a gift. Who knows? It depends on your perspective. He looks down at his shoes. A great many things all at the same time, and a great many things never. Which is like deep inside of herself. Are we ever truly free when there's the beast inside of us that is always hungry, always waiting. Well, that is an interesting philosophical point. He'll stand up and brush his pants, knock the lines of the the poles and the wrinkles out of it. But however free we are, or not free, or whatever your philosophical position is on the beast, and he says with air quotes, 
it's by definition freer than having the beast and a uh, an overbearing sire with a whole bunch of ambitions vicariously spread. You think I'm overbearing? Well, there was a time, and I've a lot to reflect on. I know why you did it. Hell, I think I do. Doesn't mean I'm not pissed off about it. If memory serves, you were almost asking for it. Yeah. I'm still pissed off about it, though. Sometimes. He rolled her eyes about it. Just like, whatever. You, you've clearly flourished in this uh, new source of power. I think of the breath. I'd flourish anywhere. He'd walk out. It is the 3rd of March, 2023. Uh, this one is going to be, where did he go? Because I changed the pun for the first one from, where did he come from? Because, you know, it's, it's Cotton Eye Joe. Ah, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, at the bottom of your sheet, there is a button called Humanity. I would like you to roll that. Okey-doke. Having rolled a three, it appears that Terrence's thoughts, while definitely tinted, even tainted, by his absolute burning hatred that somebody would fuck with his space, his domain, his property. He's also thinking about his sister. Well, I got news for you. That's that's all wonderful, but that ain't that ain't what we're doing. That ain't what we're doing. Right that shit. Cool. Oh, Susie's using the Gen Con cup. Do what? Uh, I said Susie's using the Gen Con cup, which made ah. me excited because she's coming to Gen Con this year. Gen She said it's because it has a lid and she needs a sippy cup. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on team sippy cup. Fuck all these haters. Uh, <laughs> Cotton, <laughs> <your own. laughs> Cotton says I'm on team sippy cup. Fuck all these haters. Yeah. She's very excited about that stance. Okay, cool. Uh, it is a particular day of the week. I believe that it's a Friday. I, in fact, can double-check that. Uh, note to the future self. This may be wrong. Note to the future self, this may be wrong. Excellent. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Officer... I didn't know if he's Officer Harris or not. Is no, he's, he's not. He's not. Is he? Oh, well, no. then, then who is he? Babs, who is this officer? Uh, he's Officer Rick Miller. Rick I want Miller. you to have these names written down because I'm not going to write them down. All right. <laughs> Never going to fucking do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fucking put it, put it in your direct messages. There, I have. Type the thing. I did my bit. If there was another police officer that showed up in another episode that never got a name, and they got a name, and then we could never remember the name until like six months later. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Officer. <laughs> I, I didn't know if he's Officer Harris or not. Is no, he's, saw... <laughs> he's not. He's not. Is he? Oh, well, no. then, then, then who is he? Bam! Who's this officer? Uh, he's Officer Rick Miller. I Rick want you Miller. to have these names written down because I'm not going to write them down. All right. <laughs> Never going to fucking do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put, put it in your direct messages. There, I have typed a thing. I did my bit. There was another police officer that showed up in another episode that never got a name. And they got a name that we could never remember the name until like six months later. A resentment over the hold, right? It's, it's, you know, were you here? Who are you to ask me where the fuck I was? I, I guess it's the vibe. You're not my real mom. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to have my own fucking place and I'll smoke cigarettes and get a pet snake if I want to, mom. You know? <laughs> uh, I guess then any questions, comments, or concerns or things that I can clarify for you since we are, you know, lots of stuff going. I'm in, I'm, I'm in high spirits. I just hope that this was, Good and <laughs> interesting and 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 well done and has some emotional um valence. Uh there you go. Where where are you at, honestly? I hope I mean like where where is where is the BAMS at? Uh there's a lot of moving pieces going on. And I'm just trying to line them up into a way that like merging onto a busy traffic. Okay, I I guess what I'm saying is the question I'm asking is, honest feedback in terms of like me portraying this character, is this good? Is this entertaining? Is this cheesy and shitty? Am I selling it? Do I sound stilted? You know, how am I as an actor in the role of Tenants? Uh, well, he's certainly an asshole. And I think that he's going to need to learn a little, uh, I don't know if I would say humility, but definitely like a little teamwork would go a little bit like something he's gonna have to uh to pick up on. Oh yeah. Which I fully I fully, I, I fully understand that that's in my own mind of this character as he were to enact with I don't know, a coterie of vampires. Right. He might have to <laughs> have to learn the importance and value in teamwork and see how that can be that, that not everyone is a shitbag. Like he's he's a shitbag. And therefore, yeah. he projects it like like every asshole in the history of man projects this on other people. And so, the long term concept is maybe people aren't shit bags just because I am a shit bag, which the logic itself seems insane, but that's how assholes are. So, ergo stuff, ergo right? asshole, yeah, or or pot, or growth, change, shock, and then acceptance or portrayal of that coterie. But that's long term. I guess just within the context of this episode, do you like what I'm doing? And if and if there's something you would have any notes on, I'm definitely open minded to hearing those things. Uh, I am curious to see where things are going to go and to see what he gets up to because, uh, indirectly, you were told that uh, hunters were probably using your hotel. Right. Fuck. <laughs> so he is going to uh, probably be hanging out at his at his library haven. Yeah, that's probably and, a good idea. Yeah, probably a good idea. Um, uh, okay. Madame Fina is one of the contacts of the coterie. Ooh, 
Okay. She she operates out of their mall doing crystals and tarot and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Um she had recently been introduced to the Tremere and they did find out her uh the name of her sire, but she did not want to give that up because she does not know enough about the politics of the places. Um she went on a dating app, went out to meet with somebody as per a date, and got nommed. Um, obviously, no vampire is going to use their actual picture, name, and other stuff on a uh, on a dating app. So, you know, yeah, but she was she was a rogue turn, so yeah. um, that pissed somebody off probably, or could if they knew about it. Yeah, if it gets found out that. Uh, if the actual sire is found out for what they did and could be brought to justice for that for a couple of different reasons. Um, and wouldn't she as well? Yeah. Like, technically, uh, uh, let's be destroyed. But there is a no small amount of political capital that can be spent to make sure that doesn't happen. I gotcha. Cool. Interesting. Nice. More, more specifically... Because she is, uh, she is a contact that they paid dots for. She has a little bit of plot armor, so won't just be killed outright. Right. I, uh, yeah. So, 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 hey, Cotton, please don't fuck my NPC over. Cool. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, you can try. Yeah. Like you're welcome to try and fuck her over, but um, I, I'm gonna play it straight, which is he's an asshole, but mm-hmm. because she isn't the, I mean, there's a bit of the whole like I'm being replaced as the special boy vibe. Yep. But not to the point of like I'm going to just fucking murder you. Like that's not what you do. You don't murder the new special boy, uh, or in this case, girl. You uh, make their life hell and get really fucking snooty and shitty in every petty fucking way. It's uh, it's definitely a thing because technically it could be argued that even as a thin blood, would be a vampire. So you're not allowed to just kill them. You know that argument can be made, especially. If I mean, somebody has again, more... this is. I am operating in pure theory land. I can't right. imagine the camera gets too mad that I killed someone who doesn't have a right to exist. It's basically well, saving them time. Like that's it, a shit. No, so like you're not wrong, but it's also the kind of thing where if somebody that you pissed off wants to spend some effort, they can be like, "Well, actually." Terrence broke the mask, not the mask, broke the traditions by killing another vampire without permission. Sure, they may have been a thin blood, but technically, he still did it. And if that person has more political power than you, they can at least make your life fucking miserable. That's true. And I, which, I think Terrence has approximately zero stroke, so. <laughs> which is a, a key point of contention for a power hungry Tremere. Yeah, gonna need to get some more power in order to throw some weight around. So cool. Okay, well, if if you if you're liking the if you're liking what I'm putting down, it makes me feel good about it. Again, I'm trying to approach this in the most like fucking like critical role. I'm trying to be an actor playing a part. Vibe. I, I mean, you went the whole two and a half hours without making a bad pun. I okay. I can't tell if you're giving me a backhanded compliment or if that's good. I need. I to mean, 
that's actually pretty impressive for you. I know, right? You know, and I know that uh what's called um I didn't either, but like, you know You made one pun at the very beginning. Yeah, but I, I usually do that. Yeah, that's fact that, that's that's a that's a mulligan. It's a it's a way of making like a snappy title for the episode. Like the oh, oh, that was the pun. It was something. What was it like? The cotton some shit. Where did he come or, from? Where did he go? Yes, cotton. Yes, goddammit. Um, the the where they went and like fought the hunters, kicked in their uh, kicked in their hideout, and were like, "What up, bitches?" Uh, we called that one knocking on heaven's door. Ah, uh, you know, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. I was going to ask if that was a reference to, uh, I don't know, Cowboy Bebop or the fucking band. So. Uh, uh, I don't know the Cowboy Bebop reference off the top of my head. It was a major episode. Uh, or a, uh, it was a movie. That was the name of the movie. Oh, well, I did not know that. I think. Um, then the episode that they were all, because... <laughs> As often happens when shadow runs happen, right? Uh, some shit went sideways, gunshots happened, and then the cops were called. So they got to get out before the cops get there. Uh, that episode we titled Bat Out of Hell. So, you know, there's plenty of terrible puns to go around with the naming conventions. Uh, the one where Arthur Subcheck, Oz's character, is sneaking around doing stuff. Uh, we posthumously named uh, Arthur Sneak Checks instead of Arthur Subchecks. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So the episodes tend to get just the worst puns, and the the worse they are, the better. Obviously. Sure. Right. Well, I am about ready to. Uh... Chill for the night and take a break. <sighs> yep. Uh, if you want to add some XPs to spend on things, I'm happy to give you five XPs. XP! That you can either... I mean, it doesn't get you a whole lot. It's only five, but it kind of evens you out from the... Uh, the blood potency spend in character creation that we cheated on. So, so call even? Uh... No, I mean, this is all... Because, t- like, they all have, like, 60 XPs. So I gotta, I gotta catch you up. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be like, here's 30. Right. Uh, so I guess let's... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll message you a number when I figure out what that number is going to be. Because right. five doesn't really give you a whole lot you can spend on stuff. But at the same time, I want you to actually be able to buy things if you want. So I'll, I'll mull it over. All right, I'm going to go to bed because I've been up since 5 a.m. Cool. You're not, dude. Tip. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.